This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad, Joe with you until 11 o'clock. 8 or 11 coming up at 1030. We've got ourselves some time to dive into the week of the NFL. Coming up next, I'd like to play through some of the clips of the very awkward but expected introductory press conference of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. We'll do that next. But uh, in this segment here, there were two more trades of big-name players in the NFL this week. I mean, this offseason has been nothing short of sensational. And I think a lot of the time the NFL doesn't make its bones with free agency and trades. You know, the NFL trade deadline comes and goes, and we see one player go for a sixth-round pick who should have been worth more, and you're like, what? What weird trade is this? Free agency happens, and it's a bunch of guys you've barely heard of making a ton of money. Like, okay, well, I guess maybe this player will help. Maybe this player will help. The NFL is so much about, like, drafting good players and – the quarterback battles that these kind of moments in the off season don't normally garner as much excitement as the rest of the year does. But this off season has turned that thought, at least for me, that thought on its head completely, as we've just seen such a massive shift across the entire league 
I don't know if the Russell Wilson trade is what triggered it. Like it started like a swell of massive changes or if it was just this offseason was always going to be this bonkers. But I mean, it's like every other day you your phone lights up and you see it. Tyreek Hill was traded. Why is he leaving Kansas City? I saw that. I was like, what? I don't understand. Why does he want to leave? It doesn't make any sense. And that's just kind of been the vibe all off season. It's just, why is this person wanting to be traded? I thought he was happy. It's, it's, it's very strange. It's been fun though. Yeah, this has been a, I, I guess it's been a great off season to follow what was a great playoff. You know, like we saw some football that we didn't think we would be seeing as far as the competitive games and overtimes and, you know, four touchdowns scored and, and 30 seconds type stuff and everything. So we saw almost everything uh, throughout a, a Super Bowl that ended with a game-winning strip sack. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how the year went or how the Super Bowl went and then followed up with just an amazing offseason thus far. As far as fans are concerned, like we haven't stopped talking football since the Super Bowl. Like, you know, we've continued. And mind, mind you, the NFL does a great job of – making sure we talk about the NFL through most of the year. But when that Russell Wilson uh, news dropped, that was like, whoa, especially here in the Northwest. Like, that's that's all people could talk about was Russell Wilson. And then you start seeing the shoes drop everywhere else. Yeah. Sean Watson is signed. And, and now Aaron Rodgers gets his money, but uh, Devontae Adams is leaving. And he's going to go play with Derek Carr now. And – like all these little things were happening. I was like, well, damn, like this is, and then, oh, Tyreek Hill is going to be traded like, for, for like five picks. It's like, wait, yeah. what? Like, so it's been really cool. And it's kind of made you pay attention to your bleacher report or pay attention to your Yahoo sports or however you, you know, look at sports. It's made us keep our eye on our phones just a little bit more over these last couple of weeks, because you don't know who's going where Matt Ryan to the, to the Colts. Well, yeah. And, Mariota, it's going to take his place. Like wait, go to what? Atlanta. Yeah, it's it's just been it's been an off season unlike that we've seen at least in recent memory. Yeah, so the Tyreek Hill trade, he goes to the Dolphins for a first, a second, a fourth, uh, or two fourths and a sixth, and then the Dolphins signed him to a four year, one hundred and twenty million dollar contract, seventy two point two mil guaranteed, highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Obviously, Tyreek Hill has the uh, has the off the field stuff that is tied to him, which I think makes some people uncomfortable with signing contracts like this. Although this was very much overshadowed by Deshaun Watson this week, um, football wise, I don't understand why he wants to leave Kansas City. I'm going to just assume it was a contract thing. I, th- I don't think they wanted to pay him that much money uh, for the Dolphins. Boy, your team is loaded in the skill positions now. You just got to hope that Tua isn't garbage again. And I, that's, a, that's a big worry for me is I, I don't think Tua has it. Watching Tua play, I'm like, I, I don't do not believe in him whatsoever. But you've got an offense with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill in the same uh, wide receiver core now. You just went out and got Raheem Mostert. You went out and you got Chase Edmonds. Uh, you still have Devontae Parker, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. You signed Teron Armstead on your offensive line. It was one of the best free agents this year. You've got a pretty solid defense to begin with. It's all about Tua, man. But I think this immediately brings the Dolphins up to second in the comp or in the division. Obviously, the Bills are number one, but I think this passes the Patriots pretty quickly. I think it's going to go Dolphins, Pats, Jets at this point. 
Uh, I don't. I don't want to give, especially with the loss of Ryan Flores. I don't want to give the Dolphins that much credit yet. You know, obviously, getting a, a guy like Tariq Hill is important, but Tua is still your quarterback. Remember who their coach is now, yeah. though. Who's our Super cool over? nerd, Mike McDaniel. Okay. Well, the, yeah. Uh, the Niners yeah. guy. Yeah. The, so, was he Rams? He was Rams. Was he? I can't remember. Either Niners? way. Joe? Rams? Niners? Do you remember? No? Okay. What? Uh, One of those two. Mike NFC McDaniel. Championship? Mike, Mike McDaniel. Was he the Niners OC or was he the Rams? Oh, uh, 49ers. He was Niners. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully he can uh, take over and do as well as Brian Flores did over the last um, couple of years, but... They got some more draft picks, so they got some opportunities to, or they gave up a bunch of draft picks. Well, that's the that, thing. They gave up a first. I think they still have two firsts. Yeah. So, <laughs> and now at least if you're, uh, and this this is a great wide receiver draft, especially there's like maybe six receivers that are expected to go in the first round. So if they're really, really that desperate, because I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is that guy. I, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and be real. They did sign them, right? Yeah, they did. And I apologize to anybody who's a, uh, Steelers fan and Juju's your guy, and I understand, but let's just be real. When Antonio Brown wasn't there, he wasn't as good. And so now that you take away Tariq Hill from the other side, how good will Juju Smith-Schuster be? And, again, this is just another step backwards, in my opinion, for Patrick Mahomes, you know, because you lose. They did sign Valdez-Scantling, but, again, that's a step backwards. Again, Valdez, he's a, he's a good player, and if he weren't replacing Tariq Hill, you'd be like, that's a good pickup, right? But – He's not Tariq Hill, and we all know that. So Travis Kelsey is now going to get double and triple teamed more than he already has because in most cases you probably know where the ball is going to go, especially when he's in a jam. Uh, there, Nobody had more touchdowns of over 50 yards uh, than Tariq Hill. It's because it was that's the combination. Yeah. You know? Big uh, boomer bust guy for sure. Th- there you go. And so we'll see how what that does to this uh, offense for Kansas City, which has – Every year, taking just a bit of a step backwards. It's it's wild to me that every other team in that division has gone crazy. Yeah, and the Chiefs have done they basically lost. nothing. Yeah, they lost. Uh, they lost. Yeah, they're, they're losing players. And I, the idea is that Kansas City is still the top seed in that division, right? Still, still have the best quarterback because they still have the best quarterback. So you have to get. And it's them like that. we we've been there for years, so unseat us. And it's, but it's, it's one of those things: best quarterback, best coach. Uh, you know, so you, you kind of say, okay. Best was, tight end, I guess. Yeah, best tight end. So it's kind of w- what other franchise was like that for the longest time. Best coach, best quarterback, best tight end, the New England Patriots. Oh, they were yeah. able to make their run for a long time. So as long as those three are together, man, who knows what they'll be able to do. It'll be. I'm going to be very curious to see if Kansas City takes that dip a little bit this year just based on what everybody else has done in that division. It just Because I've been instantly putting them at first. Yeah. Even as a Broncos fan, I'm like, nah, Chiefs are still the best. But – they haven't done anything. They haven't so. done anything, but they were still they were in the AFC Championship. No, they weren't in the championship this year. They were yeah, yeah, the year before. So again, Super Bowl championship, you know, a Super Bowl back to the Super Bowl championship. That's almost like a Detroit Pistons from 04 kind of run. Get to the championship, win. Get to the championship the next year, lose. Get to the conference finals, lose. You know what I mean? Don't make it like it's kind of a, a one year by year taking one step backwards. So hopefully Mahomes and, and company can figure that out. And you mentioned it, and just we'll do it briefly before we get to the Watson stuff, is Matt Ryan's now Colt. And I think that's a brilliant move for Indy. Huge. Indy's roster is great. They haven't had a QB to take full advantage of it. You go from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz, uh, that's not it. That's not going to work out. And remember, even, 
even with Carson Wentz, up until they blew it the last two weeks, they were in the playoffs. Matt Ryan is worlds better than Carson Wentz. I know he's older, and I know that he's got, you know, some there's some questions about whether or not he still can can do what he did with Julio there, but you know, years ago in Atlanta. I think this makes Indy terrifying as well. The AFC is stacked. It's unbelievable. unbelievable how scary it is. I mean, we have it, we barely mentioned the Bills. The Bills are still maybe the best team in the entire conference, by the way, and first in the AFC East. You've got the Colts now in the South getting Matt Ryan. Titans are still going to be pretty solid, even though they haven't done a ton, but you know, they've they've been good there as well. Uh Football-wise, if Deshaun Watson's not suspended, the Browns are going to be really, really tough. The Bengals just made the Super Bowl, and the entire AFC West is a meat grinder. I mean, we are in, and the Ravens, obviously, don't forget the Ravens either with Lamar. It's it's incredible. There's like five bad teams and ten great teams. (laughs) It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Every week is going to be uh, competitive for the most part. Again, there's going to be some... Jaguars and you know uh, Jets games in between there that I think they, can they do without. exist yes but uh, for the most part every almost like we were talking about the AFC West last week uh, every week is going to be exciting because you know like you got when, in those uh, six weeks they play each other six games yeah six games they play yep. each other uh, that'll that'll be really competitive so the rest of the AFC is again you're talking Dolphins are making uh, moves to get better Raiders made moves to get better the uh, the Chargers, we forgot that they just got um, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack to, to kind of anchor their defense, which was kind of struggling a little bit. Like, everybody's making a move to try and get better. Him and Bosa know? back on the, each side of each other on that yeah, line? that's going to be super scary. Like, if you're a quarterback, like, you, every time you see the Los Angeles Chargers on your schedule, you're going to, oh, F word. <laughs> this is going to be bad. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be fun. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, the presser in Cleveland this week was very awkward. Shades of the Chauncey Billups presser, actually, uh, with Neil O'Shea. We've got some audio clips. We'll play them next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1018 here on your Sunday morning. Uh, Hayden Rulotta coming up next segment. But uh, right now, we've got some audio to play for you. It's not exactly fun audio, but it is relevant audio. As the Browns introduced Deshaun Watson to the media in Cleveland this week. It was actually on Friday. And did you expect it to be awkward? Because it was really awkward. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I, considering the situation, I absolutely expected it to be as awkward as you're saying it was. I'd like to play for you the clip that Deshaun Watson said over and over and over again. It was very clear that his lawyer said, this is what you can say. If they ask you about the cases, this is what you can say. This is what he said. Um, I can't speak on, on what people's um, opinions are um, because everyone has their own opinions. But what I can continue to do is tell the truth. And that is I've never assaulted or disrespected or harassed any woman in my life. Like I said before, I was raised differently. That's not my <laughs> DNA. That's not my culture. That's not me as a person. And that's not how I was raised. And for me, just to continue to push forward and, and show people that who I really am. And a lot of people haven't met me before. A lot of people haven't spoke to me before. A lot of people haven't been in the same environment, environment as me before. And I want to continue to open that up and be able to have people, you know, come to me and, and be able to talk to me about, you know, certain things. Are you to settle the 22 civil suits? Um, that's not my intent. My intent is to continue to clear my name as much as possible, and that's what I'm focused on. I never assaulted or disrespected or harassed any woman. He said that about 17 times during the presser. Uh, he also said, I was raised by a single mom with two aunties and her sister. I was raised to respect women. He, he was just parroting these lines over and over and over again. Um, I, I, I don't know what's, what to tell you guys over this. It's Deshaun Watson is a creep. Um, he was asked why he had 40 massage therapists. He answered this. 40 is just over the time. It's not in one period of time. I've been in Houston for five years, so you go to different people, and that's just how, like I said before, I can't get too far into the details, but... You know, as businesses work and you move and meet different people and people have different schedules and blocks, you kind of meet people over time. Okay. What? <laughs> you, it's like as people's to... <laughs> schedules change, you go to 39 other massage therapists in five years. Yeah, you know, it was just hard to find that right one, you know. Just had to keep trying them out. And just keep taking the towel off. It's like trying Rashad. to find that barber, Rashad. I, I was telling you, it's hard. To, you know, So I go it's to tough. 40 different barbers until I can find the right one. It's a, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to get rubbed down by a bunch of people before you can actually decide on, you know what? I like your hands. 
You know, so I think that's what he was doing. I don't know, man. This, you, like, got, you think that's what 40? No, in I, five not at years. All. Not at all. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes I don't, do they really need a press conference? Right. I don't like, understand just, why I'm, they did I don't, this. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily believe that everything deserves a press conference. Like, at this point, man, there's nothing good from Deshaun that, that can come from Deshaun Watson talking to the public. Seriously, like, what, what good can come of this like he's only and especially when he doesn't have some type of script that he's reading from and from the sounds that now mind you i know that wasn't the entire presser and i'm sure he had an opportunity to make a statement prior to oh you asked questions you heard the statement it was essentially that yeah and so like i'm, I'm saying, excited like, to uh ease the concerns and make my name in my community here and you know, meet forty more masseuses. I mean, I mean, work with women's groups, and that's all. And that's all good. And hopefully, he's doing all those things. However, uh, just it, from the way it sounds, it doesn't sound great from from the other end. Now, you're you're going out there, and you know, you're, you're you know, kind of professing your innocence and saying that I I didn't do this, and you know, you know, that's that's all good. But you know, when you say you didn't do something, the first thing we think is you did it. So and whether that's right or wrong, that's that's exactly um, kind of what it is. And so it's going to be an uphill battle for Deshaun Watson. It's going to be a PR nightmare for the Cleveland Browns uh, at this point. But um, I don't know. I, I, it's 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 this is the first time I've heard that audio. I, I didn't pay attention to it, or I wasn't around to hear it. But uh, that's it, it. Doesn't sound so it's doesn't not a sound great. great. You know, yeah. I had somebody once before. Um, that looked me in my face and told me, man, I would never talk to that girl. I would never do this. I would never do that. And then found out that, yeah, you did. Yeah, you you did do it. And actually, you were doing it. So don't try to, you know, you know, peel my leg and tell me it's raining. Like, we, we kind of know what it is in most cases. And so 40 is a lot. And how many, X of 20 people or 22 people coming out of the 40 saying that this happened, like, that's, 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 yeah, it's, it's weird. Super weird. So and so, I don't know. Like I, I, I won't be able to believe Sean Watson. However, winning cures everything. And the minute that the Cleveland Browns start really winning games, and Deshaun Watson's name is involved in Pro Bowl talk or MVP talk, then all of a sudden, a lot of those things will subside. Couple more for you. This is a reporter pushing Watson on the issue. Twenty-two women filing these suits. What can you tell us about what actually happened with these women? Are you saying that they all just made this up? They're all lying? What actually happened? Um, all I can say is, again, I never assaulted, I never disrespected, and I never harassed any woman in my life. I wasn't raised that way. I would, my mom and my aunties didn't raise me that way. Of the course of my life, that's not in my DNA. And as far as the details of actually the things that they're alleging, I can't speak on that because the, there's an ongoing investigation. But, um, you know, in the future, once everything is resolved, I will sit down and love to talk about it. So how did we get from there to here? Um, can you explain that? Get from zero to 22 lawsuits. I mean, I, I can't control that. You know, the only thing I can control is continue to clear my name cooperate with any legal force or any legal system that is requiring me to cooperate and just keep pushing forward so you went back to the same line i hate the line i wasn't raised like that yeah nobody is raised to be weird like that no i mean well let me take that back nobody's knowingly raising their kids to be bad people to be you know someone that would sexually assault someone or someone that would murder 
someone or anything like that. Now, mind you, are there kids out there that take after their parents and whatever they do if they, you know, parents are murderers? Yeah, of course, you know, it happens. You know, trauma is there. However, don't, like, don't tell me I, uh, my, my mom then wouldn't raise me like that. Guess who else was raised by a single mom? Chris Brown. Guess how many times Chris Brown's been in trouble for putting his hands on some woman, whether true or false or whatever the case. So it's just kind of one of those things, man. Like, I, I hate that excuse. I wasn't raised like that. Well, most of us weren't raised to be creeps. But it happens. And so don't put that on your mom and your aunts because you're a creep. Would you like don't to be reminded that. of uh, Neil O'Shea's presser a little bit? Sure. This is the GM being pushed by reporters on an investigation that they did. Yeah, Andrew, just to be clear, uh, nobody from the Browns or representing the Browns spoke to any of the 22 women who've made allegations, correct? We, 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 I, like I mentioned earlier in my opening statement, J Jake, our attorneys advise us that reaching out directly could be considered interfering with a criminal investigation. But that's the reason that we did hi hire independent investigators to make sure that we could get that comprehensive and holistic perspective. The investigators you hired did speak to the women? I'll say the investigators that we hired were able to get a full perspective of, of all the cases. Yes. Not speaking. I'm going to say the full perspective of all the cases. Full I'm not going to go into yes. necessarily the details of what of everything the investigators did, but they got a full perspective for all the criminal and civil cases, Jake. Not speak to the women. You know, what is the basis for calling? Full perspective! Your investigation extensive, as, as you put it in your statement. On Sunday, and also given the fact some of the women haven't given sworn testimony yet, mm -hmm. they haven't, they don't have anything on the record. Yeah. So again, Jake, I'll refer back to my statement. Um, <laughs> the independent and unbiased investigators were able to be comprehensive in all the information that we're, they were able to bring forth. Some of the information, quite honestly, I, I understand can't necessarily be public, but we do feel good about the work that we did. We feel good about the uh, the work that the investigators did for us. We got a comprehensive perspective on all the cases. I mean, okay. full, full, full perspective, Jake. Comprehensive, holistic, full perspective. You didn't speak to the women. We got a full perspective, but you didn't speak to the full, holistic perspective. We know. Did you hear me say full perspective? Did you hear me say this before, that we, we know what happened? We feel good about our investigation. Doesn't that give you the odes of the, of the Billups presser there? A little bit. Did you guys do an investigation? Uh, that's proprietary, Sean. Yeah, we had a, we had an independent investigator look into it. It was needs no basis. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to know right now. Pretty much what they told us. <laughs> it's uh, it's for me to know and for you not to ever find out. Well, I that's, think we're done good... here. That's all I needed to hear. Good answer. All right. Yeah, perfect. Boy, <laughs> that the GM sounded so nervous through the whole press. <laughs> I think he's new in Cleveland. I think he just got hired there this off season. So, welcome to the job. You uh, you traded for Deshaun Watson, and now you have to deal with the consequences of that. And. Uh, I do have one more clip and then we'll go. I, I just forgot we had this one. Did you know that when they gave the massive contract to Watson, his salary in the first year is $1 million? Yeah. So that if he so gets if he suspended, get suspended, he loses the least amount of money? Yeah. They asked the, uh, the GM about that. Yeah, Andrew, can you explain why you uh, structured the contract in a way in which that if Watson is suspended by the NFL this season, he's going to lose less than $60,000 per game loss out of a contract that's going to pay him $230 million guaranteed? Yeah, Jake, it's a, it's a, I appreciate the question, and um, I think you guys know I typically don't talk about contracts in this setting. I actually will make a departure from that because I do think a little bit of context is in, important. So a couple things. Number one, we certainly understand the optics of it. Um, I think for us, after we got com comfortable with Deshaun, um, you know, the contract was 
uh, really a football decision. Um, the things that were important to us from a club perspective were um, to have another year, have Deshaun under contract for another year, and to have it structured in a manner that would allow us, um, you know, maximum flexibility to execute the rest of our off-season plan. Um, and that's specifically true um, as we really kind of facilitate the next steps with with Baker and Baker's contracts, um, you know, on our cap. And I think probably the other thing to mention is that structure, Jake, is um, you know very similar to a lot of the the large contracts that we already have. Um, that we excuse me, a lot of the larger player contracts that we already have um, on the books. Also in this, uh, I didn't grab the clip from it, but Deshaun Watson did answer a question about the contract. And he's because remember, there was the report that he was going to go to Atlanta mm-hmm. and then his sides went to Atlanta and demanded more and they wouldn't do it. But Cleveland would. He said, I don't know anything about the contract. I just I told my agents I wanted to go to Cleveland and that's where I signed. So I, this was literally lies from the beginning. Yeah. This whole press conference was just lies. And because number one, who I, just says, I want to go to Cleveland. Send me there. No, Atlanta. Send me to Cleveland. That's where I can thrive. I just, I, I'm with you, Rashad. Why do you need a presser for this? If you, if, if, if the idea is a PR win of like, let's introduce Deshaun Watson as a sympathetic figure or something, you failed miserably. Awfully. And two, if deep down you know that your press conference is predicated on lies, just don't do it because we're not idiots. We see through this. I, I, no, we we've are. seen this so many times now. We know the the formula. We are this, and and nobody makes it clear that they think we're idiots more than the NFL does. No one ever does. From the ways they from the way they do suspensions, from the way they address um, sexual misconduct, for the way they address uh, abuse. No one, and then what they feed us. No one tells us more crap, more BS than the NFL. And for whatever reason, we're in such an abusive relationship with them. We just keep coming back. We love it so much. We love football so much that regardless of what they've done, from everything that we that we remember about the about Kaepernick and everything else from there, no matter what they've done, we just keep coming back for more. That's how I feel about baseball. That's crazy. It's my man. abusive relationship, man. All right, well, uh, let's get to Hater Love It. That's next. First, Joe, sports. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. Love it. Joel asks us questions. He will award or deduct us points based on our answers. And the winner gets bragging rights and gets to host the last segment. So, Joe, what do you got for us on this fine Sunday morning? Uh, I have a couple NBA ones to start. Ooh. And they concern the Blazers in their draft picks and okay. what will happen. Uh-oh. Right now, Blazers currently have the seventh worst record in the NBA, giving them basically the seventh best odds at the number one draft pick. A couple teams still below them, the Pacers and the Kings. I believe they are just a game above the Kings in the standings. And the Pacers, uh, scrolling, scrolling, they are two and a half games above the Pacers yes. in the standings. Tankathon.com. Use it, Blazer fans. Yes. Uh, with that being said, and the Blazers having only just a handful of games left, eight to be exact, hate it or love it. The Blazers will finish below the Pacers and the Kings, giving them the fifth best odds. Look, I know it's kind of crazy, but I'm going to say love. The fact that they just played a back-to-back at home against the Houston Rockets, who are who were 18 and 55 and lost both games, and they weren't even that close. The Blazers are not winning more than one game the rest of the way. And the rest of the schedule, except for the last two games, is incredibly easy. We've been looking at this stretch a couple times throughout the year. It's, it was like 12 games against the bottom-feeding teams. One, they beat the or they lost to the Pacers, and that's good. And the Pacers are, well, actually, all of, all the teams around them are all about the same. The Blazers are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Kings and Pacers are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. But uh, Kings have won two in a row. Pacers have been playing some decent ball. You know, they got Halliburton. He's been okay. The Blazers aren't even playing anybody. They've sat everybody. It's just bench fodder. And they're going to lose the rest of these games. I don't think the Pacers and Kings are losing out. So I think the Blazers are going to get themselves to that five spot, which when they started the tank was even better than the best case scenario, in my opinion. I think you were just like getting the lottery. Now you're like, get as high up to the top of the lottery as you can get. They're going to do it. This team they're throwing out there sucks. It is so bad. And that's exactly what they should be doing. So, bravo, Blazers. Uh, one more time, Joe. Uh, the Blazers will finish below the Kings and Pacers in the standings, giving them the fifth best lottery odds. I love it. Um, the Blazers, nobody's tanking as well as them right now. You know, their games against competitive teams, they're making sure they lose. The games against 
uh, really bad teams, they are making sure that this Blazer team loses in every in every sense of the word. So, uh, I I think the team, some of the teams that the Blazers are playing against, are actually fighting to get into, or not fighting to get into the playoffs, but at least fighting for positions. So uh, we clearly expect them to come out and give a little bit more of a fight against this team that they know is kind of a um, kind of low hanging fruit right now. But yeah, I mean for every th- for all the reasons Lynch just said, but for the most part, the Blazers are the worst of those two teams that are above them. Sacramento still's got some good pieces and doesn't look like they've sat a lot of their guys. I'm still surprised that Indiana is as bad as they are this year and surprised they're even in this position considering they got most of the guys out there on the floor with them. So, uh, But of those two teams, the Blazers are the worst of those teams and uh, the teams that they play against are just that much better than them. So yes, I love the fact that the Blazers will finish worse than both Sacramento and Indiana. Uh, the Pacers have the fifth hardest remaining schedule games against the 76ers, two of them, Celtics, Nuggets, Nets, and Brooklyn to end the season. Oh, boy. Uh, and Sacramento, uh, they're about middle of the road. They got uh, the Suns, Warriors, and Heat left, but also play the Rockets twice, Pelicans, and Clippers. Yeah, the Blazers purposely sat everybody that could mean success for their team just to ensure that they could suck just enough to get into that top five. Okay, and we go from... Uh, <laughs> I just sim the lottery. <laughs> it moved the Blazers up to three. Great. It moved their Pelicans pick up to one. <laughs> uh, sign me up. I mean, they but they don't get that pick. That goes back to the Pelicans. Five it, to fourteen. Ah, uh, five to fourteen. That's right. Yeah. Damn. The Blazers would have a top three pick at least. Well, speaking of those Pelicans, they are right now the tenth seed in the West, trying to fight for their playing lives and. Basically, at this point, it looks like they'll be playing the Lakers. Maybe they'll be playing the Lakers. The Spurs are, I think, a game behind the Pelicans. Uh, but with all the teams that remain, Pelicans, Lakers, you also have a couple of the playing teams. Uh, I believe the Timberwolves are like the seven seed. Uh, let's see here. I got the standings all league-based. Uh, yeah, Timberwolves, seven seed. Clippers, eight seed. Lakers, nine. Pelicans, ten. Hater to love it. The Pelicans sneak in and grab an eight seed and Ooh, make the playoffs. I love it. Um, I can. I, I think Minnesota's playing some really good basketball right now. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is playing like one of the best big men in the NBA. And Anthony Edwards has just really come along as a nice kind of young Kobe-ish player to play along of the big man uh the clippers i'm surprised that they're even in this position considering that they lost their two stars and they're still competing they're still in the playoffs the Lakers have most all their stars and can't figure it out of those last four teams new orleans is probably playing the best basketball right now uh zion clearly isn't back but ingram has really found his groove playing alongside cj cj is putting up all star like numbers 26 6 and 5 or something along those lines every single night they got good guys coming off the bench. They're able to score from outside. They're able to get it in, get it done inside with Valanciunas, I think, is their big man yep. uh, there. So I love everything about this New Orleans roster. And then I wonder what they would have been if they got CJ towards the beginning of the year. How much better would this team have been, especially with the um, with Zion Williamson, who's jumping and looking good again, dunking the ball. So I, think I don't think he's playing. He's not playing. No, he's clearly not playing. But I'm saying if they'd have got him earlier in the year, what that would have meant. But I think New Orleans right now, they're playing the best basketball of any of these four teams that should be in the play-in. So it would not shock me if the Pelicans went ahead and beat Minnesota and then in the next round beat the Clippers because I think the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers. Well, remember, it would be different. They have to play the Lakers first. Clippers oh, play they the play Timberwolves. the 9-10? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with everything Rashad just said. Of course. Um, 
one, the Pelicans are only four and six in their last 10. As well as CJ's been playing in a stunning development, it's not helping the team win that much. And that's the problem that the Blazers have always experienced with CJ McCollum. Timberwolves are seven and three in their last 10 and are actually playing the best ball in these four. Spurs are only one game behind the Pelicans and just beat them pretty handily last time they played. The Pelicans might even fall out of the plan, which is one, amazing for the Blazers because you don't even want that risk of losing that pick uh, or, or a smaller risk of losing that pick. But the Spurs are playing really good basketball right now. All of a sudden they've turned it on and are playing well. I think the Pelicans might even fall out of the plan. I just, I, I've seen a couple of their games. I've been following the box scores of the team. CJ's putting up numbers, but he's doing it in the exact same way he did here. Inefficiently in a lot of games. He just takes too many shots to really help the team win around him. And I think you're seeing that right now. He's playing great, but they're not. They're four and six. They're 31 and 43. Let's not get, a, get ahead of ourselves. The Timberwolves are better than them. The Clippers are better than them. I don't think the Lakers are better than them, but you know, the Lakers are also 31 and 42. So I don't think that really matters. They're not winning the play-in game. They might even make the play-in tournament. Uh, hey. Go Spurs. Go Spurs. <laughs> they are actually four, uh, have won four of their last five games. Yeah, they're San playing Antonio really has. well. <laughs> uh, including, almost Murray, a, fam. Uh, including almost a 40-point win against the Blazers, I believe, on Wednesday night. So I, I put up 30 in that game. Um, I think I got some run in that game, too. Um, all right. Moving on to college basketball. You've got today's games, uh, Miami, Kansas. But I think the one that everybody's waiting for is the North Carolina and St. Peter's matchup. Let's go. St. Peter's, obviously, I think what everybody wants to see. But, I mean, I think we got a text earlier saying that North Carolina and Duke have never faced each other in the tournament ever. Really? Yes. Might wow. want to uh, get the research team on this, but... Um, that's the case. North Carolina Duke never faced in the tournament. You got Coach K's last year. Sorry, St. Peter's. Hate it or love it. You want to see North Carolina versus Duke in the final four. <laughs> Whoa. Um, interesting. I. No, I hate it. I want to see St. Peter's. I want to see it. I, I, I understand the historical ramifications of that I did look it up, by the way. That is true. They have never played each other in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think that would be fantastic in terms of like classic blue blood college basketball. But I am fully bought in on the Cinderella in this one. Look, it, does a 15 seed really have a chance against these teams? Probably not. But yet again, they have now beaten a two and a three seed in two of the three rounds and a really good Murray State team. So they got something going on where it's not the same as like getting ready for the 15 seed to lose by 30. Um, so I, as much as I think it would be a cool story, I'd rather see St. Peter's. So, Pete, I love it. Um, I, St. St. Peter's has been an awesome story, but you know, you always run the risk when you're going against a blue blood of getting blown out. And nobody wants to watch a final four game where somebody gets blown out or a national championship game where someone gets blown out. So not saying that will happen because they played really tough throughout this tournament, but that's kind of the risk you run when you're a 15 seed or 16 seed sometime. Uh, I love the idea of Coach K facing North Carolina one more time on his way out. I love the idea of these two of the two probably most storied um, programs in college basketball, with the exception of UCLA, um, getting together for an opportunity to play for the national championship on the grand stage uh, in front of everyone. And North Carolina's coach is 
Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. Oh, okay. Hubert Davis. Roy yeah. Williams retired. Don't yes, forget. Roy Williams a couple years ago, right? So last year was it last year. Yeah. So here, here you have a chance to see uh, rivals, ACC rivals, who played each other what three times already this year, two or three times. Uh, the fourth time could potentially be for the national championship. Whether you like basketball or not, the fact that it's Duke and North Carolina playing in the national championship is what's going to get eyes in the first place. I would definitely, I haven't watched much of the tournament, but I would absolutely watch that game between Duke and North Carolina. I'm going to watch if it's North Carolina and uh, and really whoever, Duke and whoever. It's going to be a good game, but if it's those two Blue Bloods, man, that's going to be must-see TV on primetime Monday. I guess the question is for the both of you, hate or to love it? St. Peter's goes to the Final Four and faces Duke in the next round. Hate it. <laughs> I hate it, too. All right. I, I mean, I'm sad about it, but North Carolina is like a nine-point well, favorite and playing really well right and now. And sometimes the tournament runs by a Cinderella are more memorable than the actual tournament winner. You know what I mean? Oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we can look at this run. Well, we're going to talk more about this run from St. Peter's than we will whomever wins the national championship. Well, neither of you get a point for sticking your neck out and for St. Peter's and saying that they get the win. <laughs> so, sorry there, but it Mike happens. does get the win today. Hey, I feel like it's been a little bit for me, but I don't know. Maybe I say that every time. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. We'll figure it out. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're wrapping up Sports Sunday here. Wrapping up our shows in March as well. It's April around the corner. Isn't that crazy? Man, we're right here, bro. Already three months down. I know. Four. That's crazy. I move in with my girlfriend this coming month. That's crazy. <laughs> That's man. insane to me. Look at you making big life changing decisions. <laughs> Well, we've been together a year and a half at this point, so, so it's about that time, right? Well, good for you, man. Plus, I, obviously, I want to, but I'm just saying it's usually early, you know around a year or so together. That's when you start thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's S or get off the pot time. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy coming up. But uh, I was thinking about this in the break here. Of your favorite sports things, not all sports things, your favorite sports things, and this goes for you as well, Joe. Which would you be most okay with going away forever? Mm. And I was thinking about that because I love March Madness. I love the NCAA tournament. Ever since I went to college, I've loved it, I should say. I've not always loved it. I, I grew up in an area where college sports didn't matter. Um, but I went to a basketball school, so I, I, love, I love March Madness. I think of all the things that I love in sports, I would be most okay if March Madness went away. My other options would be like baseball as a whole or baseball playoffs or NFL or things like that. Um, I, I think I would pick March Madness as the thing that I love but would be most okay with going away. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think about something that I really love. I don't love baseball. I wouldn't want the World Series to go away because I, I do watch that um, most of the time. Yeah, but like, what are like your three favorite uh, sports slash sporting events? Three favorite slash three favorite sporting events. Because um, like I I don't love college uh, basketball, but I love the tournament. Uh, you know? WrestleMania. Okay. The NBA draft. Okay. Um, the NBA, or, really? or the NFL NBA draft, draft or NFL draft. You're a draft guy. Yeah, I like. I, I like the draft. Um. Jeez. And like, what playoffs is your favorite? I don't. Playoffs? I don't know. Uh, probably probably NBA. Okay. Uh, playoffs. 
What, what uh, would you be most okay with going away forever out of that? Probably the draft or, uh, you know, honestly, man, college football playoff. Okay. I would be okay with that. You know, like I didn't love the BCS, but I didn't hate it either. And so, you know, I think that's probably the one thing that I would, you know, if they, they stopped doing that, I'd be like, oh, okay. If they stopped televising the draft on TV, I'd be like, oh, that sucks, but okay. I don't need to, you know, they, I, don't, I don't think they used to always televise it. And at one point, it was just like a phone call between all the owners to say who got what. So, yeah, but honestly, there's, I don't really love any one particular uh, event in, in sports. I mean, I wrestle, as a wrestling nerd, WrestleMania, outside of that, like. Would you be okay if WrestleMania went away, or nope. is that like your fave? Nope. That's, that's, you know, that's, a, that's your number one. That's, that's, the, that's the big show of the year. If I don't watch any other show for wrestling, that's the one I'm going to watch. And it's next, next Saturday and Sunday. What about for you, Joe? I would say, like, thinking of all the events, uh, like maybe college football bowl season. Like, if they literally just had a national championship game and just got rid of every single bowl game. I feel that. Including the playoff? Yeah. I just, I don't think I'd miss it that but much. You, but you love the bowl season normally? I love the antics of it. Okay. Like just some of the ridiculous bowl games that they have. And then by the time you get to the New Year's Day, like those bowl games, you do have a little bit like, oh, okay, Rose Bowl, classic game. See, guys, I feel like I'm trying to get you to make a big choice here to remove something you love. <laughs> and you both were like, oh, I kind of like the bowl season. I removed that or, yeah, the draft, whatever. Yeah, I, I just don't think there's anything that, and I, I don't want to speak for Joe, that we're just super attached to, like, you know, with the exception of, like I said, the – the wrestling event there's nothing i'm like oh, i just i need to have this every year and if we don't like and i think COVID kind of taught us that you know college football is important but we don't really need a bowl game you know the tournament was cool but All right. if we didn't have march madness eh, i was like i was looking for a little bit more of a tough decision on your guys's part there but you know fine fine easy decision. i i think you're crazy for saying that you can get rid of march madness and still be okay with it i mean out of my favorite things it's the one i'm most willing to, i'm not happy about it it's the one i'm most willing to give up most I, willing i don't watch it so i can be like i it would would matter to me one way or the other well watch the final four huh oh I, we've definitely watching that. we'll be back next week gotta Nine see who to we're gonna draft, baby what'd you say gotta see who we're gonna draft oh, okay I thought, was, I thought you said something else i was like fantasy draft what what's happening uh, we'll be back next week 9 to 11 thanks for listening if you missed any of it less shop tires podcast on the odyssey app and 1080 the and we will see you next week have a very good rest of your weekend Hi. okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.